Welcome to yet another episode of the first X Minutes podcast. I'm your host. You find me on Twitter, PAPI underscore the great. And it's always a pleasure to have you join each and every episode of this podcast. If you are an avid listener, welcome back to another episode. And if it's your first time, thank you for taking our time to listen to this episode. Kindly leave a rating and follow, subscribe wherever you get your podcast episodes from. I'm reminded uh, of the incidents um, between Manchester United and Wolves. Uh, I'm not sure which team was at home now. And I think it was in the dying minutes of the game when Unana clattered into two Wolves players. And um, nothing happened. I uh, don't think there was a caution. Um, Wolves could have gotten a penalty that could have, they could have, I think, won the game or equalized the game. Uh, my memory. Um, it's playing pranks on me right now, but um, if Wolves had gotten a penalty in that game, I think they would have won the game. But of course, it, an hour after that incident happened, according um, to, to Sky Sports, Gary O'Neill, um, Gary O'Neill, yes, revealed that he received an apology from the PGMOL's John Moss after Wolves were denied a blatant penalty in their 1-0 defeat at Manchester United. Oh yeah, they could have drawn the game if they got a penalty from that incident. They didn't. They got an apology. Um, And I think this was even on the 15th of October. Yes, sorry, of August. So it was in the early season, like very, very early in the season when things were just getting pretty warmed up. I mean, teams were just even just getting warmed up, just getting started the season and all of that. And to get to start getting apologies that early for inconsistent refereeing, um, it's is it was a dangerous thing, should I say? And it set a dangerous um, precedence to for fans in terms of their expectations of what was, or should I say, what is to come. In the London Derby between Arsenal and and Chelsea, or should I say Chelsea and Arsenal because the Blues were at home, um, there was an incident where Chelsea's goalkeeper clattered into Gabriel Jesus and it was almost, it's an, it was if not almost a similar incident to the, the one I described earlier involving Onana and um, there was no penalty given. Nothing was given. That that happened on a Sunday. On Monday, of course, um, a lot of arguments and um, should I say it, a lot of teams came out. Sorry, media teams, of course, came out to say, "Look, um, this is refereeing consistency on one side. Onana wasn't punished for it, so um, Chelsea's goalkeeper should not, or should I say?" Robert Robert Sanchez should not be punished for it. However, a lot of people are expecting Arsenal to get, you know, an apology as soon as possible to say, okay, you know what? The PGMOL gave uh, Wolves an apology for not catching that incident in their game in the in, in the Premier League fixture between both sides then the PGMOL should be preparing an apology to Arsenal for not calling 
that incident, which two of which had a lot of similarities when it comes to um, the offender and the offendees, if I, I, I can put it that way. Now, what we're having is a trend of refereeing inconsistencies, a trend of a reputation that goes ahead of the officials managing the business of football in the top echelons of English club football. And that sets some sort of precedence and it sets some sort of mindset in fans. A lot of people have come with conspiracy theories here, there and everywhere. Why is it that all these referee inconsistencies do not favor a particular sect from a particular part of town, but it always favors or it has never happened against um, clubs that are coming from a different sector or section or uh, region of the country to put it that way and that's why i thought of it and i said okay fine these two games i mentioned earlier have similarities same situation the referees refuse to make a call in one, they apologize. In one, they are yet to apologize. Maybe they will later, but as of the time of recording this podcast, they are yet to apologize. But if the first incident happened in the, on the 15th of August, 2023, and the following incident, and the one that happened on the 15th was deemed to be a refereeing error, which was duly apologized for. How is it that a similar incident that occurred in October was not um, duly noted um, and culprits punished. I don't know if I'm making any sense. There is 15th of October, there's, there's, there's 15th of um, August to 15th of September is one month. 15th of September to 15th of October is another month. That's two months two months and a few days in between those incidents and the same refereeing mistakes or mistake happens where it's almost like as if a blatant error occurs where a blatant penalty according to Gary O'Neill of Wolves was denied his side it's this inconsistency that is one part of the script Another one is how much is an apology really worth? Look at it from all parts, all sides of the coin. On the flip side, or should I say on the first page of the of the book, an apology is pointless. Basically. Why? It's not going to it's not going to change the result. It's not going to deduct points from a team that has won a game that it should have either drawn or lost if the referee was on top of his of his game or her game as the case may be. It's not going to have us replay the game. 
is not going to have us earn points that a team would have rather earned if a referee was up to uh, um, their task. I remember, of course, brings to mind that game. I think it was Liverpool Spurs that ended in a 2-2 draw. I think so. I think so. Where? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Was it Liverpool Spurs or Liverpool? Yeah, Liverpool. I'm not sure if it's no Spurs. Spurs Liverpool wasn't a two-two draw. It was a two-one draw uh, where dramatic with that dangerous um, own goal and all of that. And a lot happened in that game. And what we got at the end of the day, or let me not say we, what fans got. I mean, the, the, there was a goal that was scored for. Or it was correctly scored, but it was ruled off out for offside. And um, the conversation between the VAR officials was made public and it was obvious where the error was it was probably some sort of oversight or assumption let's put it that way assumption and Tottenham will go on to win the game and in the long run that game that three point that Tottenham got over Liverpool could decide either which team will finish above the other uh, when May 2024 comes, that is if they decide to end the season. I think the season should end May 2024. So all these things have, you know, that ripple effect that can be felt in October, can be felt in February, that could be felt in March, April, May, um, when the season comes to a close. It, can that be weighed putting that on the skill and putting an apology on the other side of the skill which one do you think will outweigh the other it is the more reason why apologies are worthless apologies don't make sense apologies are not necessarily needed i think apologies in this game of football is to just fulfill all righteousness and another side is Apologies kind of like sets the tone, the mindset that fans bring into a game. These days, it, it's not going to take anything away from the Premier League as a business on its own. The Premier League has become a behemoth. It's an elephant in the room, business-wise, money-wise, attention-controlling-wise. There's no other way you can put it. It's the big fish in the pond. The fans will keep paying to watch. The media companies will keep renewing their, uh, what's it called now? Is it broadcast rights or broadcast payments or the, the thing, those things are called, I think it happens in cycles. Some happen in five-year cycles. Others happen in four-year, six-year cycles. So take nothing away from that. I think the Premier League and its money is safe. However, the fans coming into each game not knowing what to expect. Of course, football is a game where you cannot predict. Like somebody will say, football is like biscuit. You don't know when it's going to crack. Or you don't know where and when it's going to crack. Fans come into the game thinking, look, we're just going to, I'm going to check the boys on. And we're going to try to see if this team can have a fantastic game. However, regardless of how well they play, all their hard work and their efforts could be thwarted by a referee's oversight, um, 
a, a, an official's uh, uh, impatience to listen correctly or to get correct feedback from the analysis of a situation. Case in point, the Spurs versus Liverpool game, which Spurs won, by the way. I think that's the biggest. That's the biggest expose on the inefficiency of officiating in the Premier League that we have had this season. It has to be the biggest. The goal was correctly, it was scored by Diaz from an onside position. VAR checked, it was confirmed that the guy was in an onside position. However, communication was hurriedly passed from one channel, one department to the other. Play was hurriedly continued and Liverpool lost the chance to, I think, equalize that game. Not necessarily sure now. So, what exactly is the worth of an apology coming from the PGMOL to clubs when blatant penalties are denied, where goals scored in onside positions are blatantly ruled out for being scored in an offside position? Where fans don't necessarily invest their all in watching teams play they become like a desical um, apathetic is that the word yeah i think that's the word apathetic to um you know to their teams playing oh it goes well for us today oh thank god the team played well and the referees were on their a games today they brought their yeah, 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 yeah. There are whistles and everything to the game, as opposed to you know going into games where they're like, it's a derby. A whole lot of things can go wrong in this game, including the referees being uh, a refereeing oversight or an official, you know, being inefficient when it comes to doing his job. So I think with this few points of mine. I've been able to convince you and not confuse you that I think apologies in football are worthless. What should be done or concentrated majorly upon is have his officials be on top of their game. Imagine, imagine, imagine this happens two or three times to a particular team, or let's say four times, penalties are denied. Goals rightly scored are wrongfully called off. Points are chalked off. Um, opportunities to win games are stolen right from underneath the noses of the coach, his players, and the fans of the club. How long can a business model that operates in this manner um, rely on the continued patronage of fans? How long? Do you think, as a fan, apathy will turn into disinterest? And disinterest is a long shot, especially when it comes to football, where a lot of people are, have invested emotions that run into decades. So they can't just wake up one day and decide, look, I'm not watching Arsenal because the referee is going to be biased. I'm not watching Arsenal because I'm not watching Manchester City. Okay, not Manchester City. I'm not watching, let's say... Arsenal is the only team that comes to mind, really, actually. When you think of um, teams that have been on the wrong end 
referee decisions the most. At least that my memory is serving me. I think everything have been yeah, the wrong end of the stick at some point in time this season. Well, basically it's just Arsenal that's stopping the league for some what reason I don't know. I don't have facts or figures to prove this, but anytime I think of a team that has been had done by the most in say maybe the last three years when it comes to officiating in the Premier League Arsenal is just one flashing like a light bulb <laughs> in my head I don't expect any of the Arsenal fans I know who have been supporting the club for the last 10-15 years to wake up and say I'm not watching Arsenal this weekend because I'm tired of refereeing inconsistencies and we don't know what is going to happen next this this game maybe Gabriel will be sent off or, or, or maybe a goal that Gabriel Jesus scores will be wrongfully called off for being scored from an offside position however these things build and these things build and it builds and it builds when fans begin to get more apologies than they do get points it's only a matter of time. It's a long game, but it's only a matter of time. So how much of that can apologies really, really put on? And how long can apologies really, really, really put that on? The referees are inconsistent today. You apologize. And then in a month's time, same typical situation replays itself. You would think as a fan, oh, the referee should have learned from what happened last month. No click where, like in the psychology of influence, as written by um, Robert Cialdini, the referees replay the same sequence in their head. It acts out. There's an outrage that lasts for like a day or two. Everybody moves on again like it never existed until the multi headed Hydra rears its head again the month after, and we rinse and we repeat. And the cycle is continued. How long? How long really can apologies sustain themselves? How long before they seem what less than they are right now? I still believe they are worth less. But a lot of fans still believe, look, we deserve it. Give it to us. If we don't get points, or at least we don't get three full points, we'll get one point and apologies. And that should win us the Premier League title by me or something. I think they're worthless, but, you know, what do you think? Do you agree with me? Or do you think, look, it's morally right to supplement, you know, for somebody to own up to their mistakes and say, look, we did your bad here and we're sorry, we apologize, we hope you forgive us and we hope that you continue to trust us. What do you think? You can leave me a comment. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you can leave me a comment and just respond to the poll. Or you can just send me a tweet on Twitter, PAPI underscore the great. This is where we'll draw the curtain. Well, well, usually we on this podcast means me, unless I'm featuring a guest. We draw the curtain. I draw the curtain on this episode of the podcast. Thank you for listening thus far. Um, like I mentioned earlier, kindly leave a rating wherever you get your podcast episode from and also tell a friend to tell a friend that this is a football podcast that they'll want to subscribe to 
and listen to new episodes from so i'll come your way in the next episode of the podcast hopefully we'll be talking about something that is more cheerful or more cheering than apologies coming from referees um who should be doing right by fans until then i hope you make the most use of your time and i hope you make the most use of your time and i hope you make the most use of your time it's important i had to mention it time three times because while life is incredibly long yeah life is also incredibly short catch you next episode of the podcast cheers bye for now